There's no reason Dave should be getting views when I could be getting views. Bam, live. Surprise, surprise. Me and Mr. Spin from the Barbell Spin. What's up? Uh, Dave Castro has come out with his uh, weekend review. I started to um, watch it uh, as I was riding the um, infamous, notorious, and ever-powerful assault bike. Um, if you don't have one, then uh, you're not a real CrossFitter. You're not even a real human. Do you have one? Do you have one, Mr. Smith? I do. I have okay. all the machines. Okay, good. Uh, you have this one? I have the skier. I got the runner. I got the you roller. Have a God. Yeah. I, I talk so much shit about the skier. Someone should give me one. I bet you I'd use the shit out of it. Oh, they're great. Travis B., Audrey, J., Heidi Groom, Molo. I don't know who Molo is, but nice to see you. Kenneth DeLapp from Power Bottom. Good to see you. Miss Redow. Um, so I'm watching the Dave Castro Weekend Review. I get a few minutes through it, and I thought, wow, you know what would be interesting is um, he shouldn't be getting views for this. I should be reviewing this, but I'm too belligerent to review it by myself. So I thought, I thought, okay, who is the most sober-tempered person I know and, and I thought, oh, it's uh, Mr. Spin from the Barbell Spin. And I thought, okay, great. We will, uh, I have uh, 35 minutes and uh, we will watch this in one and a quarter time and I will stop it. And then Brian and I will give our, uh, oh, and look at Mr. Souza also, will give our little uh, tidbits of what we think. Quick, quick bits of like, hey, this is what I think about this. And uh, that way, you, that way uh, you don't have this biased, one-sided opinion from our, our Watsonville uh, seal, uh, Dave Castro, you get a little more well-rounded. It's not so uh, 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 ethnically Mexican biased. Okay. So, so uh, you're Portuguese, right, uh, Souza? Yeah. And yeah, I'm Middle Eastern, and um, uh, Ed Norton is, I don't know, what are you? What are you, Mr. Spin? Dutch. Dutch. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you uh, our uh, fearless leader of the uh, – Training department in the CrossFit Games, Mr. Dave Castro. Week in review, October 2nd, 2023. Going to start off with comments. At Pandy Bear 24 Dave, you mentioned that you don't like bodybuilding on Jocko's podcast. I don't either. What are your reasons for not liking bodybuilding? Uh, I think the, the bodybuilding scene is, is so much more about looks and vanity than performance. And CrossFit and the style of training we do, you're really measuring your work capacity and you're measuring your performance, your engine and your performance as a system to see results. You're not seeing how big your biceps are or isolating movements. So those are the reasons why I'm not a fan of bodybuilding. I also, like, I don't care about those things. I care about performance rather than um, aesthetics, like to that degree. Um, that being said, for those who are into bodybuilding and those who are using that as a way to work out, I don't um, discourage that. I think it's a great, it's a you're moving, you're doing something. It's better than nothing. I'm just personally not a fan. At Ab uh, are you, can you guys hear this okay? So uh, I'll weigh in first here about bodybuilding. I think it's disingenuous what he's saying. I think bodybuilding is absolutely fantastic, and Dave thinks it's fantastic. The only thing I think is completely ridiculous about it is the whole entire thing has been completely perversed by drugs. It is dis in the fake bake. It's their skin is disgusting. The drugs are disgusting. They, they don't even look human. It's vile. The women look like it's just the drugs. The drugs have ruined it. Bodybuilding is absolutely amazing. Uh, it's very healthy. It does. It's functional. It does give you flexibility, all that shit. Right. Um, it, it really does. But the drugs have completely ruined that sport, completely ruined it. Make it unwatchable. Uh, uh Mr. Spin uh, thoughts on what Dave said. 
I mean, I agree with Dave, honestly. Um, you, you're a performance guy. You're like, yeah, I'm just all performance. I don't like the judging piece of it. Um, it's not measurable, right? I mean, it comes down to what somebody believes who looks better. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I want to I want to be able to measure it. I want to be able to not have... You can measure biceps. You can measure how much people lift. That's not what they're... They're not... They're not getting out there and measuring who has the biggest biceps. It's okay, who- so you're saying the competitions you don't like specifically. If you want to go look great and or you know lift and have muscles and whatever, you know, like that's fine. But from a sport piece of it, I, I could care less. Uh, Mr. Souza, yeah, I'm the same way. The sport's kind of ridiculous. I don't understand it or get it that much. Stand in front of a stage and flex, but I think it has a lot of utility bodybuilding in and of itself and i think some crossfitters could uh benefit from doing a little bit more of uh that type of stuff or putting it in their programming at least the owner of crossfit livermore has spoken be the 6832 never forget the team series can we do it again i can do rx now can't wait to volunteer at the games next year the team series was super cool the team series was something we did online after the games for several years um we probably haven't done it in three or four and we had pairs we had teams of four i think we had mixed gender pairs we had same gender pairs and we put on, we put out online workouts, um, kind of like the open, but um, later in the year, it never had the same reach or the same engagement as the open did. But there were a number of people who, who did it and enjoyed it. I thought it was cool. Maybe we'll bring that back or something like that back. Uh, when he says it didn't have the same reach, I basically mean that's my take on it. It's a flop. Uh, I, he uses the word gender wrong. All of CrossFit has been mixed gendered from day one. There's no, it's anyone can be any gender. You're not taking away Matt's fucking five golds if he tells you his gender is a fluffy pink rabbit with six vaginas. So learn how to fucking speak the language, use the right words, especially when talking about sport where it's relevant uh, at the highest level. And anyone who drinks Topa Chica out of a plastic bottle is a ding dong and missing the whole point of drinking Topa Chica, especially if you're Mexican. I'm pulling your Mexican card. Uh, uh, Mr. Smith. I mean, I remember the team series. Uh, it was a lot like they also did uh, like a weightlifting one too. Like it was very niche. And what would happen is you'd have a couple elite teams sign up for it and just destroy everybody. And then if you were an average guy like myself, you're like, yeah, what's the point of it? Um, so I, I mean, I don't, I don't see the, the value in it from a CrossFit doing it. Um, if they're going to do something like that, I think they should do it for maybe the open and do something team community based where you could have gyms create teams and do it as part of the open instead of doing it individually. I think that might have some more uh, weight to it, but just doing something random in the fall, I don't think it's the good, the best use of CrossFit's resources for their small team. Mr. Souza, cross yeah, the speak. We're talking about the team series where, like, they have like Rogue Black versus Rogue Red and stuff like that. Yeah, I think uh, Ben Smith created a team, and you know, yeah. they, all the sponsors came and cre- helped create super teams. And then the, the rest only of reason, the only reason I watch it was just uh, to to watch those athletes. So I think I agree with you, Spin. I think they should take those resources and just create media where we just get to go hang out with them, like they used to, like like you used to do with like Rich back in the day like a day in the life of rich. Like if CrossFit did those with, with those people, I would much rather prefer that than the team series. The team series is kind of, I watched it for yeah. the media, not the competition. 
Uh, a fantastic water that should never be drank out of a plastic bottle. And yes, it's not uncommon for me to go to Cilantro's in Watsonville with Dave and Greg, and I order a margarita, but I also order a bottle of uh, Topo Chico, uh, Chica. I, I Sorry, I drink Topa Chica, uh, not Topo Chico. And, uh, and yeah, I like to have both. I like to have a bottle of sparkling water at the table by me. At Mike Olivia, so cool boy. Um, what's up, Dave? Still riding high from that 70-point Dolphins win? No, especially not after yesterday where they got crushed by the Buffalo Bills. Hopefully by the time the next week in review comes up, the Dolphins came out on top against the Bills. They did not. Would love to see your Finns play my 49ers in the Super Bowl for a rematch of Super Bowl 19. We all know how that ended. We do all know how that ended. Also, that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 19 and that game was when I officially first became a Dolphins fan. And so the Dolphins played the Niners in Super Bowl 19. It was at Stanford, so not far from here, from the ranch. And I remember my dad had tickets to the game and I was like six or seven at the time. And so um, he went and watched the game and I watched from home on TV, the, the Super Bowl, hoping to see my dad in the stands. Obviously I had no idea because I was just a kid that seeing him in the stands was gonna be next to impossible. But I watched the game thinking that I would. And it was through that viewing that I started cheering for the team in Teal. And that's how I became a Dolphins fan, Dan Marino fan. And to this day, have followed them every season pretty much as losers, except for this this year. They're doing great. At the Kruger. Uh, I, I remember that game too. I, th- I think I think the Dolph I remember that game. I think the Dolphins were maybe undefeated that year going into the Super Bowl. It was something crazy. Did the Dolphins really beat someone last week by 70 points? Is that mm-hmm. who? Yeah. Who? Uh Denver Broncos. That must have been so fun to watch. <laughs> I didn't watch it, but I saw the score. Wow. Uh, okay, I, I got I got nothing. A great great father son story though. I like it. It uh, makes Dave human. Uh, Mr. Spin, any thoughts on the, the NFL story? Uh, I mean, I barely watched the NFL. Uh, John Young got me into a fantasy league with him and Hiller and a few others in the space. Thanks for inviting I've, me. I've, I've not watched. I think you were invited, oh, oh. Uh, but uh, nobody. I've never watched a game, but I do the fantasy. So, uh, uh, Mr. Souza. Th- thoughts about uh, Dave's NFL story? Not really. It's kind of cool that it started with him and his dad, though. You don't really get much insight Dave's into Madison. Dave's life as far as like the family stuff. So for him to share that story, I think it's cool. And three times we have a fifth wheel and we had the RV campground tickets. Talk about an amazing experience with the games transitioning to Fort Worth. Will those of us who have RVs have a specific RV campground for the games like we did in Madison? I know Will Rogers RV Park is right next to the arena. Super excited for the games to be hosted in Texas. Yes, it'll probably feel very different than Madison. But we will do. We will have something similar. Uh, we are working on an RV park and what that'll look like. More details as they are available to be released. We have something similar, but it looks very different. Yeah, I don't know what I'm hearing, but I fucking love it, Dave. I've never stayed in the RV park. I went to the RV. You you took me to the RV park this year, uh, one morning when I was filming the behind the scenes, and I absolutely loved it. I cannot. We, <laughs> To tell you the truth, in a, I would never thought I would take my kids really to go see the games. I will take my kids when they get a little older. I will get an RV and I will go to the games and I will stay there with them. That is the coolest place and thing ever. I absolutely love it. And I'm I'm so happy that Dave, like I can see it's a priority for him and they're going to do that. And I, I just, I love that. That really keeps that, that's the piece of aromas that's still alive uh, at the games, the RV park. Uh, Mr. Spin. I completely agree. Um and that was one of my concerns when I saw that it was going somewhere else in a, in a downtown location. So if they are going to be able to replicate that, that's pretty cool. Um, we just bought an RV like oh, two weeks shit. ago. So 
if I can make it work, I'd love to be able to get down there. And uh, do you have one where you drive it or, or you tow it? No, big ass fifth wheel. Wow. So, mm. Yeah. Good on you. Us in California, we buy the ones you can drive because uh, we couldn't possibly imagine uh, towing a fifth wheel. Uh, Susan. <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> it's illegal. <laughs> yeah, probably is illegal. Uh, I'm, I love it. I love it. I'm so glad that he uh, made made sure that that was a priority and that was an option for the new place. Great call. Yeah, yeah. Dave, you are amazing. I love you, Dave. Um, at yeah. Mar Marvista Dutch. Marvista Dutch. Thank you for your weekly share and thanks for taking on the challenge of programming visually interesting events with six-person teams. Yep, back in the day, we did take that challenge on. Fantasyland was a masterpiece. Thank you. Relatable and easy to follow from the stands, given the high rig, plate colors, and segments on the film field. Most big Bob events have been easy to follow. I tend to enjoy them as a, as a spectator. There is a gladiator-like vibe to them. I think one of the reasons, well, I know, one of the reasons most big Bob workouts are visually appealing is because of the slow, slow motion nature of the race that is happening in something like a big Bob event, typically. There's a very clear um, line of who's leading and who's behind and where everybody is relative to each other, especially when you do just straight up like big Bob sprints down the field or sled sprints for individuals. One of the guiding principles throughout the years that I've had when um, programming any event, and, and I started thinking this way in Carson, um, a couple years into Carson, was this notion of, well, even let me back up. There very often on all events we do at the games or even at semifinals, as soon as it's flowing and going off with no hitches, I will head up into the stands and take a look and watch and see how it plays out from afar. And I've learned a ton over the years doing that. And one of the things I um, learned at one point or thought, one of the things I thought at one point was I want to create a lot of these events. Well, A, in a linear fashion so you can see who's winning and B, you should be able to leave from your seat, go get a hot dog, come back and sit down, look at the floor and see who's winning without having to do any complicated math or without having to um, ask someone. And so that's where you'll see a lot of these events and how they flow and why they flow like they do is uh, to try to create that visual. Also, to back to the Big Bob um, and the visual nature of it looking clear, I also describe a lot of these events as slow motion horse races. So creating them in this idea of th this fashion to where it is a slow motion horse race or, you know, any race. I just like using that as an, an example. Races in general, 400 meter dash, uh, race cars, race car driving, horse racing, all of that stuff is super intuitive to watch because it's easy to tell who's in front and who's, um, who's losing. So in our events, using some of those, not concepts, but using, keep taking that into consideration when making them uh, helps with the visual. Uh Someone was who? Someone was on yesterday. Uh, Dave Driscoll, and he was talking about the idea of giving a shit. It is truly mind-boggling being at the games with Dave because all he does is give a shit from the second, like you land, and he's just, he's just giving a shit. He's on full alert, like almost like, um, he's a ground squirrel and he's looking for bald eagles, and he does all that shit. You see him go up in the stands. He sits down. There is no Dave vanishes at the games and he's just give a shit guy about the games. And it's uh it's remarkable. And, and it's cool to hear his insight on that. Uh Mr. Spin and, and the game show it by all the de the details and nuances that uh he tends to. Mr. Spin. The first thing I thought about when I heard he was talking about this was how different his thought of the spectator experience should be versus what we saw at semifinals. Mm. Especially the teams. Like the semifinals for teams, I know it's a small field and it's it's usually complicated, but 
Boz's programming at semifinals this year was so confusing on the team side. There was the AMRAP. There was just a lot of confusion. You had so many of the running races, uh, just even on individuals where you're sitting there and watching a little card with a little square move down between, you know, for the 800 meter run. You didn't see that progression, right? Like there's no way that you could go get a hot dog, come back and know what the heck's going on or who's even winning. And so I could definitely see him almost making that comment. Like we're going to make changes next year of how that looks. And they have to be even mind, more mindful when they think about it in Fort Worth with a, you know, smaller field than North Park, especially for a team competition. Is that is that is the field to play? I I, I saw it's thirty thousand square feet at uh, Dickies. My we know so it's two hundred and fifty feet by one twenty five. My North Park? No, the Dickies. Dickies. Okay. I mean, the Coliseum was like a hundred and thirty feet long so i mean it, it'll be significantly longer um i think north park was probably like 260 to 300 feet okay long and probably okay. maybe 150 180 wide but they're going to be more creative if they're going to try to make it easy for somebody to watch right so he's that's definitely a priority for him is to make it spectator friendly and he's probably going to be working more with Boz to make sure that experience is better. Um, Mr. Uh, CrossFit Livermore. <laughs> Simplicity is the key because if you really want to reach a broader audience that doesn't know much about CrossFit and they sit down with two of their CrossFit buddies that are like, you have to watch this, this event's going to be crazy. It has to be simple enough so they could come in blind and then have very quickly kind of understand what's going on and then continue to 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 know what's happening, right? And so if you don't have that, I, I recall back to I think the 2008 games, where they had that final and everybody had to start at different times according to their time that they had, you know, completed the last workout in. And it was such chaos that nobody even knew what the <laughs> fuck was going on. It was just a bunch of people doing clean and jerks and you had, and then Jason won and people were like, wait, that guy won. He was in the back. <laughs> so it's cool to see that evolution from that to being able to, to, to stand and look into the field and just know what's going on. It's a really good job that he's focused on that and still continues to focus on that relentlessly. Word. Oh, plastic topo Chico, strike two. Solo way, Dave. Do you think a games level feed female could make it through buds in SQT? So there, even recently, I was just told there was a female who was going through uh, buds, basic underwater demolition seal training. It's the selection to um, become a seal. I think if if um, they probably, I don't know if I can't say that any of the games athlete female athletes would make it through buds uh, because it's such a mental challenge and it's such a mental test that um, I don't know them well enough, most of them well enough to know if they have the mental um, strength to make it through, not because they're female, but just because of the individual. And what I mean by that is I'd say the same thing for a lot of the dudes. I think a lot of the dudes wouldn't make it through. A lot of the games, male athletes wouldn't make it through buds. Is there some that would? For sure. Um, physically, I think the women in the games, those female athletes are obviously more physically prepared to go through that than um, a lot of other um, non-high-level CrossFit females would be, obviously, because they're the fittest people in the world. Arguably, I mean, not even arguably, they're all way fitter than I was when I went through BUDS. Um, Tia can run way faster than I was running. Um, I didn't have that the type of strength she has. Yeah, duh. <laughs> when I was 18, 19, going through the training, um, I couldn't do half the things they did. But again, so one third. Sure. But it's not it's not a test. It's not a physical test. It's a mental test. So that part I can't speak to. So 
physically. I think they're totally capable of it, but that's not what Bud tests for. Uh, I think Dave, what really Dave thought is, uh, this is a completely stupid question, even though I don't think it's stupid. I'm just telling you what he thinks. I don't think it's stupid. I think it's a cool question. I think he's thinking it's a stupid question, but he's just like, for some reason, he's just a nicer Dave. He's answering stupid questions that he thinks are stupid. But if I would have asked that, he'd been like, fuck off. Uh, Mr. Spin. <laughs> uh i mean i've never done the buds but uh it the sounds buds. like it's the, the buds, buds. <laughs> i smoked the buds i used to smoke the buds uh mentally challenged. I, I think if anything you, you can draw from this is that he doesn't think that all the games athletes are mentally tough mm. right like bags <laughs> ba who wants it bags of weed guys who wants it bags who wants it oh, fuck with me you know i got anyway, it it's getting crazy back yeah, that's the uh, weed. The weed. That was the buds. Uh, <laughs> yeah, used to. I don't smoke that shit anymore. That shit's old right there. Oh, I get it. No, I just, I, I think, uh, I just don't think he believes that too many of the games athletes are mentally strong enough. Yeah, I, I don't think we've seen it in the past. I agree. Uh, I don't think Greg was impressed by their athleticism, and I don't think Dave's impressed by their, their mental horsepower, to be honest. I don't know if I'm impressed by their mental horsepower either. Uh, Mr. Souza. Uh, I think it's funny because obviously I've never gone through buds, but like as somebody who's watched that documentary that uh, Discovery Channel put out years back, uh, unseen amount of times, um, I don't think thrusters is going to help you with extreme chafing in between your legs and laying in the cold surf with three days of no sleep. Like, <laughs> how does that translate over? It, fuck, it doesn't. It doesn't. It especially like I think Dave's laughing a little bit here because you find that one athlete that gets a no rep and just goes into a tailspin early in the competition and can't recover. It's like, yeah, you're not mentally equipped to go to some, go do something <laughs> like buds. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna tell you two. I'm gonna tell you two athletes who could make it through buds. Ready? Yeah. Froning and uh, yellow hosty, jelly oh, hosty. I, I thought you were gonna go Mertens. Oh, yeah, Mertens, you make it yeah. too. But uh, you get you get two also. You, is Mertens one of yours? Oh fuck. Mertens would definitely have to be one of mine because he just seems like he's just okay with just the relentless grind of the grit. You know what I mean? How about Ricky? I would put him in that category, but I, I think he could, but for different reasons. Yeah. I think like he drops a canoe on his head and he's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think Car Saunders could do it. If I had to pick a girl, I'm doing Car Saunders. Car Saunders for sure. While and... she's six months pregnant. And Tia. <laughs> <laughs> I think Tia can do it actually. That'd be too bad. I go Thor's daughter for the female. Uh, I do Saunders and Thor's daughter. Uh, 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 Thor's are pulled out of the games. Uh, I guess so did Cara. Mer I guess so did Cara. Mer and, and I'm actually thinking the reason why I go right to that workout is because both of them were like fucking not even mentally there, but still finished that workout and then wanted yeah. to get right back into the competition. Like, if you remember, I think you probably filmed it, Sevon, but she's like, she's there, like, she can't control her body. She's kind of throwing up and she's like, guys, I'm fine. I'm fine. And she's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you're like, no, you're fucked up. You almost <laughs> fell down over there, right? Uh, uh, Cara gets hauled off in a stretcher and she goes to her coach and she's like, I'm not feeling so good. I've been throwing up this whole time. And he's like, and I know that sucks, but I need you to put that behind you and go. Do <laughs> he's like, okay, here we go. So like, that's what I would say would most likely translate over to buds more than, more than anything else. Yeah. If you want to go even older, like Spieler. You're right. You think like, Spieler would make it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I could see look, him look, being like, no, I can't do it. I'm too short. No, I mean, look at Pendleton and that like, he did he good there. He basically was 
passing out on the on that mountain and okay. still came back and fair enough yeah, we, are, are you are you uh you big spieler fan i like rooting for him i mean i think he had a similar colton feel to him right? yeah like the mm-hmm. underdog he didn't you know every time it was like well how much is spieler away he weighs 140 pounds and how's he competing with rich and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right fair, fair enough spieler gave everybody hope yeah fair enough um, at Oswaldo Moreno three three seven one. Hey Dave, congrats on moving to Fort Worth. Quick question: Do you think this is a permanent move, or are you guys, or are you guys, for example, thinking on changing venues every five years, three years, or every year to different locations? Hopefully that makes sense. Have- I don't know how to raise Dave's volume. I'm sorry. I try. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All the way up, isn't it? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to do. Sorry. Okay, Dave. It makes sense. Um, I, I, I think we're going to rotate the games, and we're going to rotate venues on a more uh, frequent basis, meaning we're not going to sit in one city for as long as we did in Madison or as long as we did in Carson. So I think you can, I'm not going to say it's going to be three or five years. I'm not going to say it's going to be one year. Mm-hmm. We don't know exactly yet, but there, there is a near-term plan that I can't talk about too much for the next few years at this point, but um, there's a possibility that it's not there for, there's a high likelihood, high likelihood that it's not there for more than three years for sure. And it could end up only being there for one but so we have to make some decisions around that, but it's definitely not staying in one place for an extended amount of time. As long as I'm at the helm. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. Of mm. course it's going to move. Mr. Spin. I see this as a test run to see if they can move it successfully every year. Um, I could see them staying in Fort Worth twice until they can kind of iron out how to do that and what type of, arena is needed because I think it's very difficult to unless you start planning ahead to say what's in 25 like you can't just start that in September of 24 so mm-hmm. like either they have to start now but they don't know what that looks like so I could see them doing 24 see how that goes do 25 again give themselves now another two years for 26 to move um, and I could see 26 being overseas uh, by the way, Magnus, I appreciate you telling me to raise the volume. That I do, I do like pointers like that, so I appreciate it. Uh, and I do, I do like what Mister Spin said, and that kind of ties with what Don said in the Wexer Wexer podcast. I think it was Don, but they're basically like, yeah, they need moving to Europe or somewhere out of the country would be hard, and so something like this, I do see as sort of a test run. Uh, Mister Souza, I think it's the traveling circus, and it's a great idea. They just need to be showing up in different towns, creating noise and, and attraction in those spaces. And you see what happened to the town of Madison. Like even at my hotel, when I showed back up in downtown, they had the podium winners on this big chalkboard when you walked in the lobby, right? The winners, the winners are affiliates is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. And, I, and I think, yeah, every time you move it, it's like the, the winners are the affiliates, but it's also the town. You're also exposing to a bunch of new people in those towns. It also creates some attention as it moves, right? Like all that I think is, uh, is important. I do see them going to Europe, but I don't think that happens within 10 years. Okay. No, that's crazy. It's definitely before that. Mm. Oh, oh, some fighting on yeah. the show. General, we don't have time for fighting. We <laughs> Dave, may I ask what stopped you from being a competitive crossfitter? Oh shit, Karina Rain, our very own Karina Rain, asking. Did she? Did she just ask what stops you from being a competitive crossfitter? Oh, <laughs> Dave, you better be honest about this. I will fuck you up. Give her the open, or will you? So I do the open every year. I didn't do it this last year. The last couple of years, 
um, but I, whenever I was running it, I did the open every year from the beginning. And I was, what, may I ask what stopped you from being a competitive CrossFitter? Let's make one thing clear. I was never a competitive CrossFitter relative to the level that these guys all are at. Even when we created the CrossFit Games in 07, I was a good CrossFitter, but like at that point, right away, like I'm here and these guys were all here. I could have devoted myself to training for it. And I still wouldn't have been at the level they were. And I had no desire. I mean, at that point, I enjoyed what I was doing. I enjoyed organizing it. I was still in the Navy. Um, so it never crossed my mind. And even if it did, it was so far out of the realm of possibility that I didn't care about it. So no competitive CrossFit for me. I'm just not capable of and not interested in um, be, probably because I'm not capable of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> at W. Very honest. Thank you, Dave. And uh, Adam Blakesley's uh, comment uh, wins comment of the day, even though the show's not over. <laughs> the reason why he's not kind of crossfitters is calves. Uh, you win the prize, $1,000. There you go. Uh, Mr. Spin, do you have any thoughts on that response? You remember when, like back in 2011, 2012, I mean, the, the 2011, 2012 open was like 26,000 people or 2011. Like, and that's about when I started. And I remember, like, starting this going, Oh yeah, that'd be great. Like going to the games would be cool. It's, you know, it's only 26,000 people. And then like, you quickly realize that that's far off, even though it's a small <laughs> field. And now you look at it today, like you gotta be a beast just to even get to semifinals and you're not even close. At there that was point. a point where everyone, 2008 and 2009, everyone could do the workouts or 2007, yeah. 2008, then 2009 yeah. started getting really hard. Then 2010, it's like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Forget it. Can't yeah. even do some yeah. of this shit now. Runaway train. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sousa, any thoughts about his uh, competitive comments about being a competitor? Yeah, I think we're all extremely lucky that Dave doesn't care in the sense of like himself being a competitive crossfitter. I think that if he had any desires to do any of that, everything he touched would suffer significantly from it. So I love exactly where he's at. I'd love to ask why, but we don't have time for that. But that's a great comment. Very, that's a lot to unpack there. Mm -hmm. so, Dave, do you think affiliate program from places like Mayhem or Misfit is overprogrammed? They always have strength plus Metcon. Good to see CrossFit revitalizing WAD to compete with these guys. So both of those examples, I haven't looked closely enough to be able to tell you, hey, they're overprogrammed. But I think generally speaking, when you have strength in Metcon, if you're not restraining the intensity put into the strength session, I think you're setting people up for failure. And what I mean by that is if you're trying to max out a strength with maximal intensity, trying to hit one rep max, three rep max, or whatever, and then you're trying to go really hard and intense in the CrossFit workout um, for longevity, for getting people to stay with it, for getting people to stay interested. It's just too much. Now, if you're using, call it the strength session um, and going 60, 70%, really using it to uh, focus on mechanics, to learn, maybe even to warm up for the actual lifts, I'm sorry, CrossFit section, that's a better way to approach it. And I think sets trainers up for success with their clients and sets the clients up for success. So, um, I don't know how they're structuring it to say that I think it's overprogrammed, but if you're always trying to max out and then go maximal intensity in a Metcon, that is, I believe, um, overprogrammed, especially if you're doing that every day, every day, every day. But if you regulate the intensity on one of them, not, not um, as big of a concern. Also on that note, you, you also need to have dedicated strength days without a Metcon, where you really do maximize your intensity on the strength element. Okay. Uh, spin. My response is okay. Uh, spin. <laughs> uh, so many programs are based off of volume these days. And you see now 
with much more focus on the dot com over the past month with Dave and Boz taking over, the workouts can be just as brutal and go back to where a lot of us started with one workout a day at highest intensity. And that's all you need. And now all of these programs, they come out with 60 minute programs and there's zero chance you get done in 60 minutes um, because it's two pieces with an accessory and long warm up. Like there's no way you get it done. And they're trying to cram all this stuff into an hour instead of focusing on one piece, do it well and move on with your day. Uh, Mr. Souza. We're talking specifically like the camps and the programs that they release, right? That's so, the way I understood it. Yeah. So I think that they're, they're it kind of forces their hand because they're, they're that is their product, right? So at the gym, if I just have a strength day, the product is the experience of the class. So as a coach, I can make that really fun. I can make that really exciting. And we could also just be focusing on some strength today. Or I could reverse it and I could do a really elongated warm-up and then really push into the strength. But there's so much more wrapped into that experience. If you're just selling words on a piece of paper, it's got to look long. Otherwise, you pick it up and you go, I paid for this. It just says one, 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 back squat. Yeah. So I think that that is part of the things that people need to look for, that by adding accessories, by adding optionality, by adding more aerobic conditioning, by adding a strength, it looks like there's more value in what they're offering. Uh, Wad Zombie, uh, Sousa had his Folger State. I know you guys are loving on Sousa today, but it's not his fault. I normally just don't let him talk. <laughs> Uh, coffee pods and wads. God, I wish Livermore had a gym here. They're opening one. You didn't know the Dublin location. At Christian Kettler, three, six, six, seven. I recently started rewatching all the games behind the scenes. Everyone should watch those. I appreciate what you are to CrossFit and the games. Thank you. In saying that we need a rogue versus again, faster type event at the ranch rogue versus tier. Is this possible? Um, I agree. I think we need another one of those events and I'll tell you what someone mentioned to me recently. It might've been. Uh, was it, it might have been Bill who suggested this. We should look at doing like a um, team mayhem versus team HWPO versus team um, proven. Now that would be a fun. Whoa, 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 whoa. For TV. <laughs> whoa, whoa. But you need athletes to uh, do the comp. Uh, uh, H, uh, uh, able bodied athletes. Let's do. Um, <laughs> Let's do Mayhem versus uh, El Hajj. Dude, and you know what's crazy? Out of all those people he said, like, you know Matt's not doing it, Rich isn't doing it, Tia's doing it, but you know who fucking will do it? Travis Mayer will show up on your fucking front yard at 3 in the morning fucking pound your ass into the ground. He got no bitch in him, nothing, no no, no followers to fucking worry about. Go look at uh, Dave's Instagram post about this. They're in there, Travis and Noah. They're yeah. all about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I totally know it. Yes. They'll come over there and just pound your ass. Let me think of who else will do it. Will Moore out of go. Well, Will, will Moore out would do it, but the last proven athlete. There's these athletes who will just put it fucking on the line. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, that'd be cool. Just get, yeah, I, that, that'd be awesome. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Hold on. Before you go, spin. For us to put on each one of those teams gets one of their top. Uh, call it three or four top at four or five top athletes and maybe even the coaches have to mm. compete in an mm. event so that concept okay proven may mayhem and uh hwpo you can come coaches are <laughs> it's exciting it's something we should probably ex explore the chances of getting all of those guys to agree or to play is probably slim but worth uh worth engaging worth talking to them about Woo, mr spin 
I think it'd be cool. I mean, I, I think you, like you just mentioned training think tank. He, that wasn't one of the three they brought up. And I know that, you know, you'd, if it got serious, you know, the guys in Europe would start saying, well, we want to play too. Um, misfits I, bring misfits over there too. Yeah. Those fucking, those fuckers, those dudes can throw. Yeah. So, I mean, Once it, he page some ends out there. Let her, let, let that star shine. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be, I think it'd be really fun to watch. I think it would, gather some eyeballs during the off season. It's just mayhem recruit Lowen. Let mayhem recruit Ariel Lowen. Little Christian contingent. Mayhem is just enough. Oh shit. This is this is trouble. This is trouble. Oh that kind of sounds like a cool beat. Hi. Hi. That didn't sound right. Oh hold on, hold on. Hi babe. Hi. Hey, what's up? Dennis? To your friends. Say that again. Hello. Hi. Hi. You coming? Oh, there's a nasty line I could say next. In your. Uh, well, <laughs> I just. Uh, I know. Who am I? I'm taking Joseph to tennis. Yes. Okay. I'll, I'll wrap up in five yeah. minutes. Okay. I'll wrap up in five minutes. Okay. okay you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Sorry. I'm married. <laughs> uh, Wad Zombie, uh, 499. A lot of people on those teams have two fragile egos to be put in the spotlight. Trust me. I asked. Or maybe maybe they just don't want to get hurt because they got money to make. Uh, Mr. Spin, mm -hmm. did you finish? Sorry. I apologize. No, I, I mean, I think, it's a, I think it's a great idea uh, how you execute it and what that product looks like is the tricky part. Um, you know, I think I think Wad Zombie's right. You have to get enough to do it. But I think two men, two women teams, I think there's plenty of camps that would be able to field something like that. Um, you just got to be able to figure out where, how to fit it in the season and how to make it so that it's enticing to those top athletes to do it. Sousa, remember, oh, my wife just called me to, to I got work. A, I got a super quick, super quick elevator, elevator okay. pitch, okay? Yep. Okay? UFC Ultimate Fighter switch out the coaches with the camp so instead of the major fighters there it's a camp being the coach take them all to the ranch create a reality tv show around them have them go head to head for an elimination make it way less about the competition and make it about the personalities and the drama and build that fucker up so we could really create some eyeballs not about watching people exercise but about just them the tail of the tape of the athletes and building that all up just like ufc ultimate fighter did to create more more attention on the ultimate fighter Fucking love it, and choose the athletes based on the uh, looks of their body. And finally, uh, yeah. so we have an HQ all hands this week here in Santa Cruz. So I've oh to the ranch tomorrow to do a workout, and I've been for the last all of HQs in town. I have to keep my eyes open for you guys when I go to tennis today. It's over by the <laughs> ranch. Mm. <laughs> week week and a half, been doing a lot of work to prepare for that. Then building out um, layouts for workouts, created uh, programmed a handful of workouts, tested them change them even now i'm still thinking about changing one they're all going to come in blind so they don't know what they're doing and i'll brief the three events that's actually news i just said three events there's gonna be three events i'll brief the three events they're going to do tomorrow on scene and um and they'll and we'll have a good time um throwing down at the ranch so really excited for that then we have a couple days of meetings and talks in santa cruz uh, i think this is the second all hands crossfit's ever done the first was last year i wasn't around for that one and uh that's like the first ever meaning we never did any all hands um, when Greg was running it. And then we had that one last year and 
So that'll make this the second one. That's not true, by the way. We did. And when we did one of the ones we did, uh, Dave was deployed when we did it. But so that's not true. And we did them at affiliate gatherings and we did them at the games because Greg brought everyone out. That's a complete that's complete bullshit. What he just said, just so you know. But really excited for that. And uh, busy week. Excited. But not because he's lying. It's just he's fucking got aromas dust between his ears. <laughs> about um, everything that's upcoming around that and then some other announcements coming soon, too. That'll be cool. All right. Thanks a lot. Uh, probably one of the greatest things that uh, CrossFit has is this week in review in terms of communication with the fucking community. Dave, I fucking love you to death. Uh, Mr. Spin? Yeah, I mean, it's gotten a lot more uh, have to watch now that he's back in the game side. Uh, I mean, he's been doing it for, I can't I don't know how, since he's been back, I guess. Um, it was good tidbits if you're an affiliate owner, but now it's added to that. Yeah, training and every, and everything. Yeah, it, it, he's awesome. Uh, uh, Souza, last word, CrossFit Livermore. Yeah, I think it's cool that they're having an all-hands meeting. I'm also impressed that everybody from HQ, especially the new hires, actually work out. That's a good sign. Um, and I also think, You don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> well, we don't. You don't know that. You don't know that. <laughs> but I also... Uh, What's your thing, sentiment, though? <laughs> one thing that I see here is if Dave is setting up these um, workouts and then uh, he's in charge of them, that tells me he might be in charge of the timeline of the meeting, which tells me that he might have a little bit more of a leadership role in this all-hands meeting outside of the sports side, which is a good thing for CrossFit. Yeah, and thanks for inviting me to whatever dinners and parties you're having, you dickhead. Uh, love you guys. Uh, Mr. Spin, thanks for coming on such short notice. Susie, you got no notice. <laughs> I'm no baby. I'm always here. And I'm fired up. I'm and like, wait. dude, we're going live. He's like, I'm in front of my computer. I said, get your ass on. I uh, love you guys. Uh, see you guys um, tomorrow morning. Uh, I think Facundo and Mr. Friend. Uh, uh, it's going to be an awesome show tomorrow morning. And bye-bye.